There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Made this here with all the ice on in the booth. At the gate outside, when they pull up, they give me loose. Yeah, jump out, boy. All right, welcome back to a special mailbag edition of the 23 Personnel Podcast, brought in by little Travis Scott, sicko mode, joined as always by Michael. Hello, everybody. I uh, I like this song. This is a uh, 23 Personnel After Dark. This is pretty good. This is pretty good. This was one of Chris Beard's first recommendations on Fireside Chat, wasn't it? I believe so. This is the explicit version, so you have to be aware of any language. Okay. You're just going to play it the whole time? <laughs> just just on, on <laughs> just the, the, the whole The whole podcast? Well, like we, said, like we said in the previous episode, you guys just... Everyone must have had a lot of tension building up while Tech was in the tournament, and no one wanted to reach out to us. No one had anything to say. No one had any questions. And then as soon as that's over and people have kind of recovered and gone back to normal everyday lives after the championship game, the floodgates have opened. And we welcome it. We yes, really do. We we do. I mean, this is fun. We haven't, we haven't had a, this amount of questions in quite some time. I, like I said, I don't think we've done a mailbag edition since before we went to two episodes a week in the football season. Right. I think we did it this summer, probably leading into football season. It may have been like late spring. Like it may have been a year ago when we last did a um, mailbag edition. So Michael's going to help me man the Twitter as we roll through some of these questions, like, cause there's so many, like I have to load more notifications. So we should start with, uh, with our guy Kyle, who at Sports Kingdom Three submitted some questions to us. Gosh, sorry, Kyle. Been at least three weeks now, and they kind of got buried under our mentions. And then the championship game happened, and we didn't even think about looking for questions. But they, it was there, or we thought about it, and then we remembered it too late. But um, oh, hey, you remember that letter I was talking to you about? I sent it to you on Slack. <laughs> yeah, no, I you did. Thanks for letting me know. Well, I couldn't remember. Okay, so let's let's roll back all the way to April 11th. Uh, Kyle's Raider Power Double Teeth at Sports Kingdom Three. Questions for your next podcast: Do you have any place? Do you have any food places you suggest in the Austin area? So, off the bat, Austin area for me as I've only gotten as close as Brenham. Besides making two one-day trips down there during high school UIL competitions. Oh, wow. I've never spent any actual time in Austin. Closest I've been is Brenham, which is between Houston and Austin. Okay. And before I ask you this, because y'all just be prepared, and y'all probably already know what you're in for. This is going to be very off-topic, very loose-flowing conversation 
Texas Tech will it's, come up on occasion. It's mailbag. <laughs> but tell me what type of UIL competition you were doing. It had to be music, right? Yeah. So I was, uh, I was in the orchestra in high right. school. So, uh, Austin, was it solo UIL, competition, solo ensemble in like May, like end of the year. Yeah. Made the trip down to the, the evil kingdom, the evil empire. There it is. Evil empire. Cause it always held at the university of Texas school of music. So we made the trip down to Austin. We'd perform for the judges, then basically turn right around and head back. So we'd always stop in West at the little Czech bakery. Get some kolaches. Get some actual kolaches. Or whatever we're supposed to call them. Yep. So those were on the way down, just kind of like pass the time. Um, we'd get there, warm up, play, perform, get our grading back, and then basically jump in the car and drive right back. We never stayed any extended amount of time. And then any time I spent in Brenham, it was over the summer visiting my dad. So okay. we didn't really do you do bluebell. So here's the thing. He like, he legit lives right across the street from the bluebell factory in Brenham. Mm-hmm. Just like if you know the area, like he lives in the neighborhood across the street. Never. It's went. not a big town. Oh, no way. Yeah. So the only thing I know of that uh, came out of Brenham was that receiver that tech had for a couple of years. And I'm blanking on his name. So don't hold me to, I, I'll try to find him really quickly, but Michael, do you have any Austin area food recommendations? I do actually. I don't know if this is still a thing because it's been a while now. Well, first thing I did was uh, reach out to friend of the show, Chad Hasty. Friend of the show, not Rob Rowe this time. Derek Edwards. Derek, Derek Edwards, Edwards was, was from, from Brennan. Okay. So I, I reached out to Chad via Twitter today because the, one. The, sorry, the Twitter. Sorry. I was, well, I was gonna, One, because he's. Always got good food recommendations. He's been to Austin quite a bit for he was work. Just there this past week, and he was just there this week, exactly. So um, I knew that they were going to try a couple of places, and I talked to him before he went. He was pretty excited about uh, some of uh, where they were going to go. Anyway, so I reached out to him, and here's exactly what he said. He said, Franklin's Barbecue, if you have a morning to sit in line and drink beer. Law Barbecue, otherwise. Terry Black's is a good third option. Something on the nicer end, Perry Steakhouse. You can't go wrong with the pork chop or steak. ALC Steaks, another great spot. Moonshine is another go-to. Seafood, Perla's. Okay. That's a lot of recommendations. He, I know, I know. And that was just just probably within a few minutes of me sending him that. So he was talking about this pork chop at Perry Steakhouse before they went. And he says, I know how it sounds. A pork chop at a steakhouse, he said. But just trust me, it's it's just. <laughs> it's like, why would it's you the get the best a, thing on the menu? Why would you not get a steak at a steakhouse? But. Yeah, but he swears by it, and I would trust him. Um, the only one that I've been to personally is Moonshine, and that was because when Allison and I went, gosh, coming up on six years ago to Austin, uh, Chad recommended Moonshine. <laughs> And our hotel was really close to it, and we went and ate there, and we loved it. It was it was fantastic. They have some really cool, um, really cool drinks crafted out of you guessed it, different types of moonshines, different flavors. Of course, they had uh, some a good old fashioned that was you know not a moonshine drink, obviously, but uh, one of my go tos. A moonshine old fashioned. Yeah, when I want. <laughs> yeah, I know. When I want a cocktail, I, I go for the old fashioned. Uh, nine times out of ten, You're some such format such of it. An old. Yeah. 
<laughs> I am an old. Like what, the name of that drink actually has old in it. Yeah, old fashioned. Uh, my uh, it's my, very on brand for you. Some of my coworkers would call me old school because of uh, or v- vintage. Yeah, I, well, I would use vintage. when we'd go clay shooting or something. I'd have my dad's old shotgun and then like his over under. No, no, it was it's not an over under, but he bought it in the sixties. And it still works like a champ, but uh, I'd have that and some of his old gear. And so they just called me old school and it kind of stuck. But another place I'd recommend is, oh, great. I should have looked this up. I think it's called the Pint House. Let me, let me make sure. So I obviously I've heard of Franklin's. Um, That seems like more of an experience. Right. I mean, obviously you're still going to get really good, good food. Yeah. You're there, but you also like you have to devote your morning to it. You have to get there before six to wait in line to and for them to open at eleven. Yeah, well, and and it's like exactly like you said. I, it's something that I want to do someday. Yeah, I, I, I like want to try it. Yeah, I want to go on a on a trip where you know Tuesday or whatever day you pick a day, probably during the middle of the week. That's your best option. And you just show up there seven thirty or or so with breakfast burritos, if you can find one in Austin, no, or breakfast, breakfast tacos. Breakfast I guess. tacos. My uh, just my, have them spill all over the ground and and stand there and hold your hand underneath your breakfast idiot. taco. <laughs> my my director, who's actually from the Austin area, she will she will offer to bring in breakfast tacos every now and then. I was like, oh, breakfast burritos. <laughs> Anyways, I had I had a couple of breakfast tacos from Rudy's this morning. That's the only way. Now I do like I those. I had a sausage egg and cheese, which was like basically just coated in grease. You need to get the jalapeno sausage. I didn't know it was a thing. Yes, I feel cheated. It's, it's the sausage links. I feel cheated. And I, I got and I got a so it was sausage egg and cheese and then a chopped egg and cheese. Oh, that's pretty good. Oh, it was so good. Uh, Sorry, I remembered what I was going to say. Okay, personally, I've eaten at Moonshine. Thought it was great. And Pint House Pizza was the name of the Ooh, pizza. That sounds yeah, good. it's it's great. They brew their own beer and they make their own pizza. It's a really cool atmosphere. They have uh, all sorts of beers on tap and really good pizzas. So there's a lot of recommendations there. So what it sounds like we need to do is we need to take the podcast on the sh- on the road on the road. Do like a, a a guy trip. Get some other other guys involved and like just hit up some Texas food joints. Oh gosh, I, I could think of several just on the way there. Because there's one on the way between here and Dallas, right? That serves like the massive chicken fried steak. Mary's. Mary's probably yeah. That yeah you got to go to Mary's and Strawn. Strawn. Just north of I twenty. Gosh, there... it's worth the stop. Oh, only been once, but it was phenomenal. That you got to. And I built it up in my head, and it's still <laughs> delivered. You need to hit the good barbecue places in town. There's one out in. Um, there's one here or locally. Uh, Ember's Brothers. Right. We haven't been there yet. You need to try that. And I then, think they uh, have a food truck that sometimes mm-hmm. is at Two Docks Brewing, and I, I need to try to time that. Yeah. Pe- Pecan Lodge in Dallas, Franklin in Austin. I'm sure Houston's got food, but like, you need like a, a state road trip for a, a couple of weeks and just gorge ourselves on Texas Fair. Yep. Go to Perini's in Buffalo Gap. We, need, we could go to, uh, I think there's a new barbecue place that's made... Daniel Vaughn's list in Abilene, but I forget the name of it. Probably sick of barbecue by the end of this trip. <clears throat> Never want it again. Well, then we'll have to just hit up Tex-Mex places for a while until we're sick of that, and then we'll go find pizza. Pizza House in Clyde, that's where you should go. 
They just reopened. <laughs> I I don't know I don't, I don't know if I want to know why they closed. Well, they closed because there was a death in the family. Oh, it wasn't like some health violation. Oh no 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 for a while. no. They were super popular. <laughs> Great pizza joint, and they closed because... Um, Is this one that's like right off of the highway at 20, like right yeah, next to the gas station? just right there, south we, on the south side. We stopped at that gas station, the Shell station right next to it. Or not Shell, whatever that one is. I think it is Shell, actually. That's southeast. Yeah. Corner. No, that pizza place is fantastic. They And they oh, truly dang. stopped because of just legal stuff, probate, will... Oh, you know, kind of, kind of getting everything transferred, names, names changed over, and they were closed for maybe three or four months, maybe longer than that. But it was mainly just to kind of get everything switched over and get back up and running. And they've been, they sell out of pizza. I follow them on Facebook. <laughs> Since they've come back, they've been so popular that they'll come on and say, "We have sold out of pizza." So who sells out of pizza? That's like a barbecue joint thing. But you, like, how do you sell it? Like, it only takes you 20 minutes to make a pizza. Right, but you but only you buy so many ingredients three days earlier. Well, maybe... You have to be, gauge how many... You need to be ordering more. Well, they know that now. The shelf life of the ingredients for pizza, I, I bet, are, are pretty long. Well, they can be, but the shelf life, not when there's none on the shelf. What I'm saying is like they can order more and just hold it. I'm sure. I'm sure they're learning this now. If they overorder, then it just okay. Then we've got some for tomorrow. Yeah, anyway. possibly. But also, you have to make the dough, and the dough has to rise and whatnot, or oh, whatever, whatever it's, all it's, that. It's goes. not like a like a brisket. Like, oh well, we're out of brisket, and the next brisket will be out in 18 hours. It'll be ready tomorrow. No, it's we're out of brisket, and there's no more cattle. <laughs> we're out. We're out of cows. Yeah. But yeah. Pizza House. Check that place out. People on I twenty. Okay. I'll have to like time a trip when we go through there. Um, he didn't even like, there's still more, more questions in this question. We're 13 minutes in and we, we've, we've answered one question. So buckle up everybody. If you could spend the day with one sports star player or coach dead or alive, who would it be? I don't even know where to go. with. I don't this. either. I've been thinking about this all day. Kyle, this is a good one. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> Because I don't know of anybody like I would, like that I would hold up in my head that I want to spend time with them. Like it'd be cool to meet them and get like autographs, maybe, but not like spend the day with. I would like to spend. I don't know if I would burn my card on this, but I would. I would like to hang out with Greg Popovich for a day. Who? How dare you? <laughs> I thought you were honestly going to answer me for a second. How dare you? That would have been good. Um, you know, you know who it is. So I don't. Again, I don't know if I'd like spend the day with him, but I, I think it would be cool to see some of the historical sports figures perform or play in a game. Like go back and watch Mickey Mantle or Babe Ruth or you know, you know, I thought of Bill Russell and the Barry Celtics. Sanders. That that that's who I thought of, or Will Chamberlain. Just seeing that, I don't know if I'd want to hang out with Will Chamberlain <laughs> like after, after the game or anything. I think I would just. Uh, I would enjoy watching him play basketball. Um, I thought about that. Uh, you know, maybe maybe hanging out with <laughs> somehow um, following around Jimmy Johnson in the '90s during the Super Bowl or something like that. I, I don't know. That's that's kind of where my head went. Um, I would say Tim Duncan because he's probably my favorite NBA player, but. I don't know how interesting of a day that would be. Yeah, I, I, I we'd probably we might have a great time though. We might hang out and play video games all day. 
and not talk about basketball once. He might show me some really cool cars that he's working on at his at his blackjack car shop. Yeah, see, I, I, like I said, I don't know. I, the best I can think of was, was just seeing historical figures, like seeing them play in person, hanging out with them. I don't know. Because you always hear like some like real shady stuff behind the scenes, or they're just real crappy human beings, or whatever it may be. And I, I also never grew up like had a sports figure idol in my life. That was just that never a thing for me. I, I I don't know if I mean I had guys I, I really grew up liked watching Brett Favre and uh, yeah John Elway yeah like that era of NFL guys. Um, I didn't really follow any baseball outside of like. The Rangers, so like I saw Rafael Palmero, Pud Rodriguez, Rusty Greer, like that group of guys. Nolan Ryan would be a cool hang. That'd be a pretty cool hang. Maybe the day that he broke the strikeout, the strikeout record or something. Or like, yeah. I'd want to see like a perfect game. Yeah. Anyways, like, man, I, I don't know. Going that, into it knowing it's a perfect game kind of takes away the the mystique and magic of like actually watching it happen. But I would think if we were big boxing or golf fans, we probably would have immediately thought of someone uh, along that caliber because that's such an individual sport. It's such a one on one sport. Well, and I, I've also like air quotes grown up watching Tiger Woods, so it's like yeah, I've watched arguably one of the best at least in recent memory, best golfers in history. Yeah. And I, I don't really pay attention to golf. I was like, it's just kind of like, oh, there's, there's Tiger Woods. And like, okay, yeah, it's been a decade plus since he's won a major tournament, but like won the Masters this weekend. Mm-hmm. Pretty big deal. So it was. Um, okay, do you have any funny sports rituals that you do to help Tech or other teams win? I don't. I, I wish, I kind of wish I did, but I usually just... Yeah, I I really don't. Uh, Travis, a long time ago at, I don't even know if it was Viva the Matadors yet or VTM. It was Double T Nation maybe, but DTN. He started the tradition of getting behind the couch. Yeah, on on third downs. On third downs, you get behind the couch. Yeah, you get behind the couch. So that that's the one I know the most about. And then I think he and his boys were starting to do push-ups during the uh, as the tech got further into the tournament this year i know my friend adam was trying to wear the same shirt that he had on previous game even under his scrubs one day he was wearing nice. the same shirt for championship day uh i mean I, I know a lot of people do that but i don't have anything uh particularly that i do you know what i i have one thing uh last year or during football season just because there's fewer games i always put out my tech flag Every time, you know, every football game I put out my tech flag. And I thought, you know, I should really do that for some of the basketball games or some of the baseball games. And I just, I don't know which ones to pick. It's a flag you have out in the yard. Oh, yeah. It just hangs on the side of the house. Mm. Just a tech flag. It's five by three. No big deal. And um, I thought, you know, I should really start doing that for the other sports too. But I'm not sure which ones to pick and how to determine that. And then when tech made the... Uh, NCAA tournament, I thought, oh, okay, well, I'll just put it out for every NCAA tournament game. So it flew a while. No, no, I I forgot to do it. And then I remembered like the round of 32. I thought, oh, I, sh- I should put that out. And I thought, no, but they won. 
They won the first game. And they won without the flag. Yeah, and then I, as it kept going, I, I, I thought, well, I'm, I feel like I'm doing the team a disservice because I don't have my flag out because I want everyone on my block to know that I'm rooting for Tech right now in the Final Four. But then you're like, I can't put it out there now. I can't. They, they, they beat Gonzaga last week. I'm not going to put that flag out right now. No. So that's probably the closest I've come to it is deciding when not to fly the flag. And also, how much football success have we enjoyed in the last few years? I've flown my flag a lot during these last few years. So I've thought about this. And I, maybe I should just get a new flag. I, you know, actually, I do have a new flag. I got one for Christmas. I, I'm Listening to this, I, I've decided I need to get a flag. I've got a new one and like mount it on. So we have a a column on the front of our house, not the front of our house, but like the entryway of our house. Yeah, I think I need to put like a flag holder there. And I I drilled mine into the brick, um, on the side of the garage door. That sucker's in there. You could do do, you could do pull ups on that. (laughs) All right, Eric at Eric underscore on underscore wheels, Eric on wheels. When does Caleb Killian pitch this series versus Baylor? And does he stay the Sunday starter going on? So the weird thing about the Baylor series, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday this week. And he pitched on Sunday. So I would, I would think not to mess with rest, whatever he's going to go on Saturday to get him the most rest. Um, I I, I don't I won't even pretend to know what goes on in the mind of Tim Tadlock and how he sets rotations and defensive alignments. Um cuz he's basically started every weekend slot this season. He started Friday, he started Saturday, he started Sunday. So I mean obviously it's hard to argue with what he did on Sunday, but like I don't know if that's like because he's the last game of the series or just because he just was just due for just a really amazing outing um versus Baylor I would say it's pretty safe he's probably going to go on Saturday I'm selfishly hoping it's Friday so that I can be there well it's not like Erickson Lanning or Mason Montgomery aren't great pitchers no I know I just I've I've got recency bias with 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 him I want to I want I want to see Killian pitch in person dude it's he's nuts it's so good he's so good or he was so good this weekend um Eric had a second question. Did Coach Tadlock resolve the questions at shortstop and now keep Parker Kelly at third? So what what's been happening is Drew Baker. It's been a it's been a um like some chemistry issues. Wow, there's a table there, Michael. Chemistry issues between Drew Baker and Brian Klein up the middle of the infield, and I won't pretend to know like all the the intricacies of what goes into being great at, at turning double plays and covering the bag when there's a, there's a runner trying to steal second. Um, but, um, I think that Parker Kelly at third young at short is a very intriguing defensive lineman. I'm, I'm, I want to say stick with it until, until you s- see why you wouldn't just kind of uh just let it roll basically yeah. just just like okay well we kind of some of this one it's been two days i don't know how it went today but like sunday was really good just just let it ride yeah makes sense to me um and i, I heard somebody saying that like 
Josh Young doesn't have like an amazing arm. I was like, well, the arm I've seen him like throw from third to first, like has been ridiculous. But like, if that's not an amazing arm, then I guess moving him closer just makes him that much more lethal as a defender. <laughs> um, so then I got one from TTU Preston, brother of the podcast. And he says, see my last mention at you and I got to find it. Please hold. I think I know which one he's talking about. And I'm not finding it. From April 14th. I have to go back that far. Come on, man. Come on, son. Sorry, you're like, if you found it, you, you should me to read, read it. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm going to read it. it. It's, it's semi-personal, but I'm going to read it anyway. Well, well I was gonna here we go. It anyway, it's too so. late. I just realized something that you and KK have in common. You were both fired by your alma mater. How does that make you feel? <laughs> well, which time? Cause I was actually fired twice by tech. Oh man. Um, Kingsbury so, was only fired once. And he got paid. And it, was, it was actually never during a king. Like, it was never during the Kingsbury. I was fired twice under Tupperville. Oh man. Um. So first time was. It was in a. a I transitioned from writing for Rivals to working for the sports broadcasting department. So I was the guy, like the camera guys, filming the games, practice, whatever. It was during a spring. I was still maintaining a personal blog that that covered sports. And there was a big time Saturday practice slash scrimmage that I posted like some high school recruits visitors that came in on that weekend um, to that page. And because I worked for the athletic department and was reporting on high school or talked about high school students, high school recruits, that was a very low level NCAA infraction. And basically the uh, the remedy was to fire me. Oh, great. Yeah. But like I like I had that like really I didn't know what I was doing was bad. I thought I was like I had some kind of inside scoop. I thought I was real hot stuff. <laughs> like I got the scoop. I'm not one of these big recruiting guys, but look, I'm telling you about all these visitors that are in town cuz I was there. Um got a call from my boss he's like he's like spencer do you do you manage do you run this site and he, he read off my my url is like yes he's like did you talk about high school students that were here this weekend i was like yeah i was like yeah you can't do that <laughs> we we've turned this over to the compliance department and uh i would just be prepared to to not come back on Monday. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was like I was dying or something like a, like a physician. You should prepare yourself. For prepare yourself. And like that, that whole day it was like, I was so anxious and so nervous. And I was like, I was upset that like one, I put the universe like in, a, I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I, I've caused the university like an, a recruiting infraction, but it was not that big of a deal. But like, how big was your thank you letter in the, in the AJ? I didn't. I didn't have the the funds to. to you do didn't. That. Okay. Not even so, yeah. classifieds or anything. Mm-mm. So I got I got fired from that sports broadcasting department. The thing was, 
apparently they only had space for like my brother and I and a couple other guys temporary, like only for the spring. So like we weren't going to come back in the fall. Um, so it wasn't gonna be long term anyways, but like, I didn't even make it like the length of a spring practice, <laughs> like a, a spring practice, spring ball. You, you just, you, you crammed all your work into a shorter In, into like, time frame, like a week and a half or two weeks. Yeah. That's all. That's all it was. Um, just ahead of schedule. And I can't remember if it was this, this the next fall or the, the fall after this, I was an, a photo intern for that, that part the, the marketing department. And I actually rotated with a girl that still works with, with the athletic department, which kind of makes me salty. It's like, man, if I had just not been st- stupid or not been salty, I, I could still be working for the athletic department. Anyways, so I was a photo intern. I was rotating games with this one girl. She went first. This was the very first time they were trying to implement the fourth quarter song. Ugh. And you remember that, that first game, it was a disaster. Like, yeah. like it was time for it. Like they had built it up. Also the year of the silent scare but they built up the fourth quarter song into the third quarter. Everybody turns to the video board and it's just crickets. Like nothing, like no, no, no music is playing. Like the video is playing. Like what's something supposed to be happening here. Um, and they finally get the audio, but like it's halfway through the song. Oh my gosh. Like, like they finally figured out what the audio was and they just like turned it up or whatever, or like reconnected the audio, like the, the input, so- input source basically. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so I, I, I made a, like a snarky tweet, not even like at anybody in particular, but like, wow, you would think like after all the effort put into picking a third quarter song or fourth quarter, whatever they called it, that like they would have tested the audio first. My manager calls me Sunday. This, the game was on a Saturday. Calls me Sunday. I was like, so we saw that tweet and we're going to ask for your credentials back. Oh my gosh. So I never covered a game. As you got a, fired for t- but tweets. I, I, I was a photo intern. Yeah. Tweeting and the, the internet got you, the re- internet got you uh fired. Yeah. So this was me as a student learning, like you can't, you can't fire off salty tweets at your employer. Yeah. Even though it was a, they fell on their face and I think they were like embarrassed about it. Like, Oh, we've got people in our own department. Our own that, people are, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll fix this. So, we can fix this problem. Thanks for, for having me relive that, Preston. Yeah. Good job, buddy. <laughs> See my last tweet. It's such a douche. <laughs> he made a search for that. Okay. That was so, pretty good. We talked about that for like 10 minutes. Cooper Burnett. I think y'all mentioned watching Saddle Up. Is it just me or is the defensive philosophy shift one of the most exciting things about this new staff? Hashtag blitz first. Ask questions later. It's really entertaining. I, I've not actually... I didn't, actually, didn't realize the the depth of the um, conservativeness of the David Gibbs defense gave it. Oh my gosh. David Gibbs defense. Like we've heard a couple of the players mention in these saddle up interviews. Like we have never seen blitz packages as extensive as this. Like we maybe have like one or two blitzes. Oh yeah. Guys like maybe. So, um, applying pressure from different angles from different different parts of the field, I think is going to be really entertaining to watch. We've heard corner blitzes. Have, I think there was one on the, on the spring game. Again, I wasn't really. This I think it was mentioned by Brian Jensen on the broadcast, and I wasn't. This time when I was looking down or something. Um, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm looking forward to see how that defensive philosophy of of bringing pressure from all over um, creates a little havoc. Whether you get tackles for loss, sacks. 
or you force um, opposing offenses to to make mistakes and, and and throw the ball to you. So I'm excited. What, what about you, Michael? Uh, that seems to be the general consensus. The fact that you know maybe we'll have guys that um, don't have such a soft zone coverage on receivers giving up five seven yard routes all the time uh that might be good too but yeah the the blitz thing seems to be a, a big topic of conversation and seth pointed out kind of in his review of the frisco scrimmage after he came back just how this defense seems to have more of the philosophy of we're going to make things happen as opposed to sit back and hope the offense makes a mistake mm-hmm and be a little bit more proactive. Uh, it could it could burn tech at times, I'm sure, as Seth also mentioned. But why not try something different? I yeah. don't know. I mean, why, we're we're open to trying some different things on offense. So let's try different things on defense. We've got some better athletes than we've usually had to try this type of thing. So it could work out in our favor. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> Speaking of no idea, let's, let's go to Preston's next question. Hey. At TTU underscore Preston. Why would Jarrett Culver pull everyone to the USA to announce that he's leaving? I was trying not to bring this up. Very, very intriguing and interesting. Like, Yeah. I was trying not to bring this up on our podcast. We just finished recording because I wanted to wait till we got to here. I don't know. I mean, what it would... It, it's not a... It's a very good thought. Cause because we, like, if you were announcing you were leaving, you just write out like a, a long note on the Apple Notes app like everybody does and just say, yeah. hey, th- thanks for everything. Underlining all this, the spelling of the pronouns. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's I, misspelled words. I mean, I, I, I could understand like if he does this and just say, hey, I, I really appreciate all of you as a fan. As a fans, um, without you, I wouldn't be here, blah, blah, blah. I'm... I'm going to the inbound never forget all that kind of stuff yeah i could see that but then like that doesn't make as much sense as it would like hold like this kind of big event yeah and say i'm coming back right that that story i'm getting fired up and hype about like that story makes more sense to get my hopes up to come back (laughs) and you know maybe have maybe have his brother there and of course his family his and dad, his parents Chris yeah, and just beard I'm not Chris, the first name but Mr. Chris. <laughs> Mr. Chris um out there I, it could go that way Preston I'm not sure I I'm hoping it does I I'd, I'd love to to see him stick around another year maybe he saw how close they got and really wants to relive that again feels like one more year may not hurt could possibly somehow improve his draft stock, which I don't know how. His it's it's way up there, but he wouldn't have to compete with Zion, I guess. But I I have no idea. I don't know what to expect. It's a very good question. Why would you? Why would someone make that big of a deal to have? Who who does that to announce their two weeks? Yeah, I have no unless idea. unless you're like the head of the company and you have to. You have to let every all of your employees know that you're about to leave. You have to you have to call a team meeting. You don't do that if you're, uh, you know, you're you're. Everyone knows that you're a really good employee. There's a lot of there's a lot of companies vying for you. You're probably not going to call in everyone and tell them, "Hey, I've made a decision about whether or not I'm going to stay here." 
yeah, or so, enter the uh, free market. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm here. I. I brought you all here today to tell you that I'm hiring an agent. Yeah, everyone <laughs> would just go. Oh, okay. Hooray! Good for you. So the way he he said it, his tweet from this afternoon. Um, I've made a decision about my basketball future, but I want to share it with the best fans in the country. He's got the red and black circles. Hope to see you Thursday afternoon at the USA. So it's 3 p.m. Thursday, the 18th, April 18th, at the United Supermarkets Arena. We'll see. So Labar says Culver announced that he was making a decision at the USA at 3. Interesting that he's having a party for it, dot, dot, dot. Right. And then Kyle just says, he gone. Yeah. I know. I, I think we're we're all kind of conflicted on it, but I would be very surprised even with all this saying the the optics of it are weird. He would have to execute it really well if he's announcing that he's leaving and I'm sure they they will if that's the case. But that's where I'm leaning. I mean, I I think he's going to go. It makes the most sense, but then yeah, like this it makes kind the of most a, sense. This event kind of flies in the face of like, well, no. why would he hold this kind of event not just announce it like maybe, everybody else? Well, maybe he's maybe they're going to give away t-shirts or or maybe there's something in it for the students and he truly wants to thank them and, and well, appreciate them for really coming. Talk, talking myself into this now. Yeah, well, I, I, <laughs> I can see it both ways, but it is just kind of, you've got to execute it. As, if, if he's announcing he's staying, it's going to be nuts. It doesn't matter what he says or if there's free stuff or anything, but if he announces he's leaving, then you've got to do some clever things to, to try to make it not... Um, it's all seem like a slap in the face, even though it's not, no one thinks that everyone thinks if if there's a chance and he wants to go, he should go. And and I think everyone is on the same page with that. Why not? I, I would. It's also in the middle of the work day. So maybe that has something, I don't know if that has anything to do with anything. Yeah. You're going to get students and that's about it. Really students and people that work for Learfield or something or covenant across the street. <laughs> yeah. Um, Seth said he can't have the court named after him if he doesn't go make that money and then donate it back to Texas Tech. Also a solid point. And then you you followed up with 2030. Welcome to Jarrett Culver Court at United Supermarkets slash HEB slash Kroger slash Publix slash InBev Arena. <laughs> Whichever one of those is the... The... Sponsor. The sponsoring well, organization. Just everybody's buying up everybody. So by 2030... United yeah. Supermarkets will be part of the InBev Miller Coors um, Berkshire Hathaway <laughs> system. <laughs> Sorry, I was just reading the next question. This is from um, from Brian Don Carlos at B underscore Don Carlos, the TTU softball stand account, <laughs> which I I loved how he. Um, he cleared up what it means to be a stand. It was very, it was very nice the way he did it too. No, no judging, he, no sarcasm. He just knew he let we us were, down. We were lost. Yeah. <laughs> he, he knew we just needed to know the facts. Backing in the parking spots, colon, good or an indictment on your already questionable character. So loaded uh, phraseology here. Agreed. Um, I used to back into parking spots all the time with the truck. It felt like it was easier to do that and then pull out than it was to back out of a parking spot. Right. That was one of the follow-up statements um, by, I believe it's Dustin. Yeah, Dustin Jones at Jones 4077. He said, it has to depend on what you're driving, which I would agree with. But I wonder what, Brian, you're, you're, you'll have to expand a little bit 
obviously this is not your preferred method. Is it because it, yeah. Why, why is backing into a parking spot an indictment of questionable character? Is it, is it because you're, um, does it cause confusion or congestion to wait on someone to back into the spot? Is that, that's, that's something I could see. You're rounding around the corner and you think you found a good spot and they're, this guy obviously is not going for it. Then obviously all of a sudden you see those reverse lights come on and you go, ah, damn, he's back. He's got, he's getting that spot. I've, I've been in the opposite scenario of that too, because I do drive a crew cab truck and I like to back in if I can. And if it makes sense and it's not super crowded, um, to where I have, you know, pulled forward, obviously meaning to back in. And then some J hole comes behind me (laughs) and gets so close that I can't back in and I have to just, pull forward and go find another well, spot. See, I, I, I would just leave like the reverse lights on. Like eventually he'll get eventually it. Eventually they'll get it. Well, I, I think another thing to consider too is out here. We're so close to oil field country. There's that's a lot of trucks running around. Well, it's not just that, but that's what you're taught. Um, that's a safety one Oh one in the oil field or in uh, any industry no like that is it's much safer to back into your spot. That way, if you had to leave in a hurry, you just pull forward and go. So that's why you, you know, just go to the Permian, go anywhere in the Permian, the Permian. And, and just look at the Alsips or that random Bennigans and Monahans. Just look anywhere and s- count how many of those trucks are backed in. It's going to be like 80 to 90% of those trucks are backed in because it's just habit. So I, I, I love the follow-up, uh, I guess, statement from Briggsy. <laughs> this is the most important question you will see asked today. It's yeah. We, we've, so, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm really not sure what, uh, I think it's good. I think it's good if you mm-hmm. have a truck because pulling out is a pain, even with the cameras, even with all that stuff, it's a pain, but uh, a car, I don't see the big advantage of it. The, the biggest thing is like as a car being parked next to a larger vehicle, backing out like you you can't see you can't see you're you're like inching your way out thinking there could be something coming there could be somebody coming down the row and like i hope they see me and stop or like i'm going slowly enough they can just fire around me yeah or you could be like inching your way out and like there's nobody around but you cannot tell my preferred method is the is merging these two ideologies together it's the pull through Yes, that's also really That's cool. my preferred method. I'll even go a few steps, or not a few steps, but a, a few, few spots, spots further. further away just so that I can take my truck and just pull it through an empty spot into another empty spot, and then that way I can just put it in drive and go once I get back out there. My only problem with that is knowing how far to pull through and, like, not one, not pulling too far out and, like, me sticking out or not pulling far enough through and, like, I'm still... Like when I have the truck, like have my back tires basically on that back line. So a good two feet of the bed is hanging over to the spot. I totally cheat. I totally cheat with the backup camera. Oh, do you like, do you like put it in reverse and check the lines? I purposefully, I purposefully pull a little too far and then I put it in reverse and back up. Gosh, you're not right up, right up to the line. I don't want to be that guy either. I don't want to be the guy that has my this front is the, end this is the same, six feet out into the <laughs> parking lot. It's the same guy that uses a lawn service. I do use a lawn service now. 
All right, Kyle Jacobson, if I didn't watch Game of Thrones on Sunday, what responsibility do I have to my Twitter followers to let them know that I didn't watch it? I assume for no no spoilers? No, no, what he's or getting just, at. I don't, I don't understand the question. Okay. I'm, I'm not a Game of Thrones. No, what, what he's getting at is. Or is like, I didn't watch it, like. Would you believe I've never watched a single episode of Game of Thrones? He's he's making mm-hmm. fun of all those people that had to really get that out into the ether on Sunday night. By and yes, way, it is your responsibility, Kyle. It's a grave responsibility to let everyone know that you way. are not enjoying. I'm sorry. I'm still going. Mm-hmm. I'm still going. <laughs> can't believe you cut me off twice. <laughs> I can't while believe I'm, you didn't let me finish. While I'm trying to make my announcement that I have never watched an episode skip, of Game of Thrones. Skip. Skip. <laughs> No, I've no. You know I what? Love, it, I love the Shannon Sharp reference. And and what's funny is I've never watched Game of Thrones either. And it's not like I have a. I just haven't. I just haven't gotten around to it. It's I have. I want to, and I will watch it someday. I just haven't. But um. Yeah, I I I did not do my due diligence on Sunday and. Reference. That I have not watched it. That I am not in, enjoying or part of the thing that is really popular on Twitter right now which i'll even go a step further (laughs) and some some folks probably did it the correct way but it sure seemed like um you know when when uh the cathedral was on fire in france which is terrible a lot of people sure took that opportunity to uh post parisian vacation photos humble brag i was just there humble brag uh no not me specifically but yeah we actually had somebody in our office like come back from France last week. Oh, wow. So they were just there. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of... That's but a little bit different. She she hadn't posted vacation pictures until that day. I was like, oh, by the way, guys, I was I was actually there last week. Yeah. Days before the fire started. Yeah. But anyway... But like, yeah, all these people are like, oh my gosh, I'm so heartbroken. Look at me standing in front of Notre Dame. This is me in Notre Dame in 2013. Relevant. I haven't Very been relevant. I haven't been back in like five years I said I said Notre Dame too. I did, yeah, I did too. I don't care. That, that probably hacked um, someone off. Anyway, that it, it's a terrible thing. I, I wish I it hadn't s- set I, fire, but man, some people could have responded a little bit less um, selfishly, self-serving, however you want to call it. I'm I'm I may be off on a, a decimal point here, but I saw on a news article say that like reconstruction restoration fundraising had already hit seventy million or seven hundred million. Like people had donated, like they'd seen it like, oh my gosh, we have to. Like, okay, I think it's, it's 700 because one guy, I think one guy donated 100 million. That's ridiculous. So I bet it's 700. It's it's a wood roof, guys. Yeah. It, it'll be okay if it's It literally grows on trees. <laughs> yeah, and then I saw like Donald Trump, there's, there aren't trees big enough to fix it. Like, okay, so you, you know you can put two pieces of wood together, right? Nah, it's crazy. No. They'll never, they'll never be able to perfect that technology. What are you kidding? Not in an 850 year old church. Well, we need some. We need the old trees. That's the problem. The new trees aren't. They're not good enough. They're not old enough. Yeah. We got to have the old the old trees. Kyle asks, choose one. Oh, this is a good question. One Texas Texas Tech baseball wins a regional but advances no further. Two roll the dice and see what happens. So we had one person re- re- reply their own um, reply. <laughs> Their own opinion here. Ben Fender at Ben underscore Fender. A gif. It, I can't. Is that Timberlake? Yeah. Justin Timberlake holding up two. 
yep. two fingers. So yeah, I, I, I would think even with how this team has struggled that you are probably talented enough to make it through a regional as is. So I would say why, why just like guarantee that you don't make it for, why don't you just roll the dice? So, okay, you may lose and that would be disappointing, but if you do lose in they're in a regional stage, you've also kind of been like, well, we've kind of seen that this wasn't the team we thought it was like all season. Right. There, there's some cracks for sure. Um, if you don't make it out of a super regional, we're like, okay, you still made a super regional again for like five out of six years or whatever stupid statistic that's been. No. Cause you've, you've only, Every time you've made a super, you've made it to the you made it to Omaha. So you you made three super regionals, so far. Yep, and then advanced each time. Yep. So I would say two. Obviously, you just roll the dice. You play the game for a reason. I, that's not something like I I always admit. I was like, no, just take the easy money. <laughs> yeah. No, I would I, go with two as well. I think you're you're talented enough that you should be able to make it through a regional, on your own accord. Um. Michael, you asked your own question. I did. At LSRR07. I'm posing my own question. What are your thoughts on office refrigerator etiquette? What condiments, if any, are open to be used by all? So I actually don't have a problem with this, but I eat lunch in Samantha's office every day. Mm -hmm. And she works around the corner for me, so it's not very far. They don't have, like, there's not a covenant-provided condiment. They don't have they don't even have salt right. and pepper shakers. So like, oh, okay, okay. Somebody just has to be like, I'm bringing it the next time. Samantha's worked there a year and a half. We've brought it like four times. Like, I think I think it's been replaced five times. I think we've brought it four times because it'll just sit there empty for weeks. I'm like, I need pepper on my food, folks. I'm just gonna bring some pepper. I don't understand how the pepper runs out first of all things. Like, I'm 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 pretty heavy pepperer but I would think like most people like oversalt food, but like, no, that this office, I guess is a lot of women worried about their water weight. <laughs> they, they're super light on the, on the salt. It's the pepper that goes first, but nobody will replace it except for me. So you, you're bury, you are bearing this burden. You and your family. Yeah. It's, it's like a couple it, of dollars every, it's months. cutting into your, to your budget. It's, it's keeping me from, being able to go on this extravagant vacation to France. <laughs> well, there's nothing. So I'm gonna post my own photos of Notre Dame. Yeah, and made that relevant about you. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a, a, a national international monument on fire, but we're gonna post something. It, it's about me. I was there. I was there. It's let's make this about me. Exactly. Speaking of, I'm going to because I am the one that posed this question about condiment etiquette. The reason I'm posing it is because I bought a jar of almond butter. So something fairly specific and, and, and special. And that slightly expensive. Limits. That's off limits. One would think. Well, no, like my, my opinion is that's off limits. I agree. I agree. Someone in my office did not agree. <laughs> they polish off the jar for you and leave it at like a note. We need more. No, there's no notes. There's <laughs> no notes. There's just a, um, you know, I admit I hadn't used it much lately. And I checked it a few weeks ago and it was about half a jar, maybe a little less. And then I checked it today and it was below like a quarter of a jar. There was hardly any left in it. 
like basically have to scrape the jar. Yeah, yeah, it, it was getting to that point, and so I threw it away out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> like I will not scrape my own. I jar. will not. No, and not only that, but little un, unbeknownst I, to them, because I the, won't leave this leftover for whoever has been no, eating it. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I, I like set it on the top of the trash, hoping that they they saw. So okay, That's petty. It, well, in in my in my mind, if you go to a fridge like ours and it doesn't have someone's name on it, um, you know, stuff like hot sauce. We have like tapatio mm-hmm. hot sauce. That's in the fridge. That's fair game. It's like a huge jar of it. I'm thinking hot sauce is fair game. Um, not salsa though. Salsa's not. It's but, a very particular like but line like, to draw there. But like mustard and ketchup and assuming that's that really like, it. Like, like a huge fancy ketchup and yellow mustard. Exactly. Like a huge jar of French's or store brand yeah. French's and or a huge thing of Heinz ketchup. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can right, use some like, of that. Like a standard generic brand, not yeah. like I have a jar of or a bottle of Whataburger spicy ketchup. No. No. That's Mm-mm. that's Spencer Rogers, as you have asked, <laughs> I would lock that up. I would, I would be putting that in the mini fridge at the desk. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't, and I would even take it this far. I wouldn't even consider ranch dressing part of just the standard condiments. Because uh, no, one, cause I, ranch stuff dressing like that is, is very like it's usually like has a very specific amount to it. So like, it's, yeah, uh, it's there for a salad or it's there for some kind of dip side. Right. So I wouldn't touch that either. One because. Ranch dressing in a bottle is gross nine times out of ten. But unless it's homemade, yeah, yeah, unless it's Dion's, that's the only one. Dion's and homemade, yes, sir. The or hold on, what do you got? Um, Twisted root. We went there for dinner Monday night last night. Do they have bottled ranch dressing? N- no, but they <laughs> you, you get like a, like a side of ranch, like it's like homemade ranch there. Yeah, and it's like a like a black peppercorn. Like it's heavy. They have the a pepper. peppercorn ranch burger with onion strings and stuff on it. So I got the Western burger. I, I usually do. It's um, bacon, uh, the onion strings and jalapeno, whatever. It's really good. We we also got like a, an order of the fried pickles and said, okay, I want two regular ranch, two spicy ranch because we were sharing this with and then with the fries with the table. And they're sliced fried pickles, just like oh, God intended. So good. None of them spears. So good. Um. They have really good ranch. Now, you have to be a fan of black pepper because it was fairly heavy on the black pepper, but sorry, go on. Um, well, no, no, no. I mean, that's just where you draw the line. Yes. With your condiments. That's really it. Ketchup, mustard, possibly. Mayo. Pos- yeah, maybe. For sandwiches. If it's, and even then, you have to, the, the size of the container says a lot of it, too. Mm-hmm. If it's like the industrial size you know, if it's meant to be shared, yeah. If it's the industrial <laughs> size that you can get at Costco, then that's obviously for everyone to use. If it's the, you're little... not going to bring a gallon mayo jar. This is my mayo. <laughs> F off, right? <laughs> Someone is he bathing in it? <laughs> this dude really likes. Uh, he really likes sandwiches. <laughs> Sandwich. But no, there's. Anyway, my cutoff is. Um, yeah, almond butter is obviously off limits. That is obviously oh, something limits. someone bought. And Unless jokes, you vocally say, "Hey guys, I, I brought this in." Yeah, everybody have. I did not do that. I, I, one, that's usually something that, like you wouldn't want at home. Like I'm bringing this into the office to share with you. I wouldn't normally eat this at home. So yeah, like, help me finish it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and jokes on you, person, because I double dipped in that thing like crazy, <laughs> up until I realized someone else was eating it. I mean, we're talking. 
Like I, because I really liked it with apples. That was, that's my favorite thing. Apples or pears. And so how big is your firm? <laughs> Six, seven people? No, no, no. There's, there's 30 or 40. So like, there's like Ish. one guy like, oh, F. <laughs> if he's I've, listening, he knows. I've got what Michael's got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, if you've been hearing me sneezing or coughing lately, then, uh, yeah, jokes on you, buddy. But anyway, yeah, that was that was my thing. Like I'd slice up an apple or slice up a pear, and because it was my jar of almond butter that I wasn't gonna like bring home or anything, it was just mine. I was gonna eat at work. Mm-hmm. I would just dip dip it in there, take a bite, dip it back in. I hate double dipping. I don't do it unless I, I, I have my own it. container of yeah. of something. Then I will then I will do it. But. I'm 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 obviously not not a double dipper if I'm sharing it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not either. Thing. It has to be my own container, and I, I will like if there's any leftover, I will not put that leftover back into no. the original bottle. Gosh, no, that's it's the same thing. Like I just double dipped into the entire bottle. It's like why don't you just sneeze into the bowl of queso? <laughs> I actually made that joke tonight with Samantha. I was boiling some noodles for pasta, mm-hmm. and like I turned away from the stove and sneezed. Like, like how gross would it be if I sneezed into the boiling water? <laughs> like, that's disgusting. I wouldn't eat it. I was like, but it's boiling water. <laughs> Not that I would ever do that. It's disgusting. Yeah, so like a little I'd, floaty in there, with like oh. whether it's solid or not. Yeah, it not no, it's too, not all too of far. it evaporates. <laughs> <laughs> it's clean. Okay, uh, Preston triple dips. Ask another question. Um, electric or gas equipment, mower, edger, etc., and push or self-propelled mower. Um, depends on the size of your yard. I, I I I've seen his yard. I know how big it is. Uh, you are on probably. You could do either. The problem with electric is if it's if it's wired, you have to like you have a very particular pattern you have to follow. You have to work <laughs> you have to work away from the the, the plug. I'll say because I had I had a, an electric mower at the house in Hobbs, and like it was very like I had to mow very like strange patterns. Mm-hmm. Because I had, like you had to mow away from the plug, you had to start close to the plug and work away, and it was stupid. Um, gas, obviously, you're not you're constricted. It's just those are going to be a little bit more expensive, a little yeah. bit more upkeep, more like, maintenance. Yeah. Um, and usually they're just they're better for bigger yards, like whether it's powered, like corded or battery, electric stuff doesn't last as long in terms of like how long you can use it at one time. Yeah, I've. I've gone gas everything except blower. Um, I'm the same. I have a gas mower. Yeah. Well, so my edger is electric. My edger is one of those old school like rolling edgers. Yeah, but it's electric. My edger's an attachment that I can swap out on my weed eater. Yeah, I have a gas mower and then trimmer, electric edger and blower. But the electric blower, uh, when we moved to this house, it's just. There, there's a lot more to to blow because I'm on the corner and I've got a lot of sidewalk around me and everything. When we moved here, I bought a cordless blower, which has been fantastic. And But the, the trick was I had to buy the uh, lithium-ion battery. And I think it costs like 30 or $40 more than the blower. <laughs> so like the, the blower was, I think, 60 bucks, And then the, the battery was 100 but it's been worth it. I mean, it sounds like a crazy expense, um, but that battery, it lasts, I, I think only once it's, 
it hasn't lasted long enough, but this blower I have is also a hybrid, so I can actually plug it into an extension cord too mm-hmm. when the battery runs out. But man, that thing has been great. I was kind of nervous about getting it and spending the money on it, but it's been fantastic. If you're going to go electric though, like buy everything from the same line. Yeah. Mine's, so mine's if, Ryobi. If, if they're battery, like you, you want to get the same with, with like where you can interchange batteries, obviously buy an extra charging base, buy an extra battery, which sucks. It's going to be expensive, but you could be charging a battery while running a battery on the trimmer. Yeah. Run that one out, throw it on the, on the charger, pick up a, a fully charged battery, finish that and then move the battery over to the blower or whatever it is. Yeah. Because if they're, if they're all different than like, yeah, you have to like juggle different batteries for different companies and different chargers and no. Just commit to one. Even if it's not a top notch one, at least you can kind of save you some, some cash. And the other thing is, is if you have enough batteries, like say like the equipment itself, like the, the trimmer goes out itself, you can, you can buy a, a tool only replacement instead of buying yeah. a, the whole starter set of a battery and charger. If those things are still working, you can just replace a tool, which is going to be a lot cheaper than the whole thing. Yep. Okay. Piggybacking. So this is Jazz F. Triforce Shadow is piggybacking off your office refrigerator question. I like her question. What about office microwave etiquette? And I, I, I pre-read this and I la- almost lost it. I wonder what you were laughing at. Are you allowed to toss a stapler at the heads of individuals who can't be bothered to cover their dang food instead of letting it splash all over the inside for someone else to clean up? Okay, Mike, this is my, my like biggest thing about like not wanting to eat lunch in Samantha's break room because of the stupid microwaves in her office. <laughs> One, they're, all, they're constantly dirty. The thing that bugs me the most, though, is the soulless individual who used the microwave before me that leaves three seconds on the clock. Oh, no. I was like, just cancel. Cancel, you, bro. You couldn't be bothered to hit stop. Clock it out. So like, and this is not helpful. I'm I'm real. I'm I'm admitting this now. I will leave a weird number of seconds on it because somebody else did it to me. I'll You're leave part like of the problem. Seven seconds. You're part of the problem. That's good for nothing. Oh, that's like at the end. Uh, did that's you ever not even enough for like to warm up a donut? Do you ever see Goldfinger? Probably. Great James Bond movie. Did you Did you catch that? At the very end, where he's got he's handcuffed to the bomb, and it's counting down. The clock stops at 007. <laughs> no. So that's what is that is that what you're doing? It's an homage? No, not at to all. To one of the best Bond movies ever made. It's probably a vicious circle. Like I'm I'm following somebody that sees me do it and they're just doing it back to oh, me. Oh, probably. So it's probably like two people. It's me. I don't even work in this office. And then one person out of spite will leave three seconds on the microwave clock. A guy in our office once had, there was someone who came in to teach a, tra- a training class and uh, she heated up her lunch. And it was chicken breast or something. So it was just like popping and exploding all over the place. And a guy in our office made her clean it. <laughs> she didn't even work there. So that's how etiquette nice. works in our office. You've got to be careful who you, <laughs> who you're around when you make a mess, because if it's, if it's a certain couple of people, you're going to be cleaning it. The other, so other microwave related issues I've had, um, people like, will claim they weren't paying attention when they do this, but like your food, like your microwave will be running, like your food's cooking or warming up, whatever. 
they will just pop the door open. Like, oh, it, it's being used. Won't close the door. Won't restart your food. So they, they pop it open, realize that you had food in there. It's like, well, if you had paid any amount of time, <laughs> like attention to this, like you would have noticed like, it's the, obviously running the lights on it's making noise there's a <laughs> clock counting down on it like your pacemakers not, going off yeah it's like no they'll just walk up open the door and like oh there's oh sorry somebody's food's in there won't even close the door and then just start it back up and and, and just hit start continue the process so like i have to get up from my i mean i'm not very it's not a very big break room probably the size of your kitchen i have to get up from my seat where i'm Comfortably waiting for my food to heat up because it usually takes three or four minutes. I don't want to stand there just standing in front of the microwave getting testicular cancer. <clears throat> so I will go sit down. I'll, I'll get like our drink ready and and get the iPad pulled up because we usually watch a show on the iPad during lunch. I've got that ready. Like some a-holes over there opening my, my microwave and just leaves it open like <laughs> then I'll say something kind of like out like, like, like I did the, the baseball ump like I'll be talking to them, but like loud enough where they can hear me, but I'm not actually talking to them. And so I was like, shut up. <laughs> like they can hear you. He's like, I know they can hear me. <laughs> I hope they heard me. I was like, I'll say it again. It's like, what kind of person leaves a microwave open? <laughs> We're like, won't even restart it after opening when somebody else's food is in it. But like, I'll have to get up and go close it and hit start. And like, I hope they don't like interrupt some kind of very specific chemical reaction that was happening just then. <laughs> I'm gonna have cold. I'm gonna have cold uh, ravioli now. Um, the the other like one more like the office microwave is a really like it's it's really nice to have, but like it's a, probably the, one of the most abused things. It's in a liability because the other thing is just stinky foods. Yeah, like fish. Yep, fish is that should absolutely be a no no. No, you should not ever microwave fish. There's another guy in my office that will like hunt you down. If you heated up fish in a microwave or burn popcorn, oh yeah, you can't burn popcorn because like that that lingers. It does. Like you cannot get rid of it. Yeah, my my office is probably the furthest, one of the furthest away from the break room, but I will smell fish and popcorn. Fish and popcorn. Yeah, it's got to the point. Actually, we, we've had to get up and leave the break room before because this other older person that usually times her lunch the same time that Samantha does. She's been known to like bring fish in, like leftover or like just a microwave dinner fish. Like, why? Why do they do that? Like, it's never, that never works out. But like, we've had to get up and leave because it was so bad. Oh, I've also there's also etiquette, uh, depending upon how your microwave signals that the food's done. Uh, sometimes in our office we can have some people that get really impatient with how many times you let it beep. <laughs> Like it's done beeping, like like the very first one, or like the, the reminder chimes after. Well, one of our we have two microwaves, and one of them does like a long beep when it's done. It, but it does it three times, it does <laughs> it like three or four times, and then I mean it'll drive you nuts. So you'll imagine you'll immediately be like, ah, I've got to I've got to get it out of here. But if you're ever in the break room with someone who doesn't know that or that doesn't bother them, it just makes you it just it's just like nails on the chalkboard. Just hear it beeping over and over. There was a guy who was who was at uh, our office for a long time, and he would he would like pop up out of his chair when someone else's food was done and hit the cancel button because he Just didn't he couldn't handle it. it. He couldn't handle it, and I don't blame him because it's a it's an annoying sound, especially if you're eating lunch in there because who knows how many times you hear it. I think we only had one more question. 
Oh, good, because I just got the, the the text from my wife. When can I expect you back? Because <laughs> we've we've now crested into Wednesday morning. Yeah, yeah. Post midnight, we had your your thank you gift from Michael in the office, slamming down the desk. Yeah, red red reset man. There he is. Um, did Virginia let the refs cut down? <laughs> I was not ready for that. Did Virginia let the refs cut down the nets with them? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't actually turned off the TV because I was so sickened. So uh, I, I'm not sure. I can't confirm that. I'm with you. I, I was. Um, I'm starting to regret this now. Not only did I like shut the TV off like as soon as I could after that, I also deleted all of the tournament games off the DVR. Ah, uh, so did I. I was like, delete. I didn't delete, do it delete, right delete, then. Shut but the I, TV off. Went to bed. I didn't do it right then, but I did delete them. Uh, was, probably a few days later. That was fuming. I know. I hated that. I wish. I wish I. Could have rewatched the Gonzaga game. Oh, Kyle Guy declared for the draft today. Did you see that? Screw him. <clears throat> Punching Moretti in the nuts, throwing his hands up. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Wasn't me. Moretti knocked it out of bounds like an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> did, did you? Wasn't see, me. Did you see that that meme that had like the? It was a Photoshop of the Virginia players celebrating on the court. But like had the refs in the oh, huddle with them. Yeah, it was in the huddle. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Um, how much money should Tech? Oh, this is another thing that we haven't talked about: is Chris Beard and his contract extension. Four four point one million. Are, are are you are you offering that up, or or is that like a thing that I missed? Four to one, four point one million. Oh, okay. oh that, that's actually I'm I'm stealing that. I can't believe I didn't see that. I think that was Choice who was who was voicing that last week on Double T. I, I'm, I'm totally taking it from them. Would you, whatever the, the dollar amount is, end with four two one. Oh, that's pretty good. So it's like four million dollars and four hundred twenty one dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Four million four hundred twenty one. Okay. Um, how much money should Tech give Beard now that Tech has been in the finals? So, one, the contract negotiation I think has gone a little bit longer than most people would have thought. Agreed. But then again, you went much later into the season. Um, you withstood some of the the bigger job openings um, without so much as getting those. Well, Chris Beard is interviewing. It was like teams that were saying like Chris open Beard shut. is on our, our list and like Jamie Dixon's now on our list. Now it's the dude from Cincinnati. Like I'm talking about UCLA specifically. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um but like there weren't any big big jobs come up open. Um, we did see that Kentucky offered Calipari a a lifetime, lifetime. deal, lifetime, which makes a lot more sense for a sixty year old coach than a forty six year old coach. But I would not be hesitant at this point in my <laughs> my fandom if if Hoka just said, um, "We'll pay you somewhere in the range of four million dollars a year as long as you want to be here." As long as we can keep it here. I think he's going to wind up. Well, I wonder too, because I know that he and Hoka were supposed to, Beard and Hoka were supposed to sit down pretty soon after he got back. But I was going to hit the But he hit, he the, hit the recruiting trail. trail. I, exactly. That's where I was headed. And I don't know if, I mean, I, I would take that as a good sign. Like Beard's like, you know what? We'll, we'll figure this out later. I've got to go. I've got to visit a, some recruits. And I've got a roster to rebuild. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe. Maybe that's a way Beard can kind of also redirect his energy and not dwell on stuff too much. And, and not like come crashing down right 
Yeah, just, so soon just come back and be like, hey, I've got work to do. I'm going to go do it. And then figure out contract stuff later. I, I take that as a great sign, of course. But I think he's got to be he's got to be the top three, maybe top two paid coach in the Big 12. So Possibly top, the top 10 or 15 in the country. At he's, this point. He's, he's already in the 20s right now, isn't he? I think so, but I mean, it's pretty good jump to get up beyond that. Because I know that like there's a big jump between like two and three nationally. Because it's like Coach K and Coach Calipari are both like in that seven to nine million dollar range, depending on what you look at and where, how they wrap in like incentives and bonuses and that kind of stuff. They both make just stupid money, like more than Saban does. Um, and then there's like a big gap between th- like two and three. I think the next guy down is Izzo. And he makes like in the four million dollar range. Like it goes like from between seven and nine, where you 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 think that, and then it drops down to four. Mm. Like yeah. four or five. Like I, I'm not saying you pay him five, but I'm saying like you need to be even like in that four. Oh, you're range. right. You're exactly right. It was um, Calipari is right at about eight million. Uh, Coach K is right at seven, and then Tom Izzo's number three, and he's at three point seven. Then yeah, he needs to be the third highest. So Bennett coach. Bennett actually makes more. Um, but that's that you know they they that's they sorted this with base. buyouts and stuff. Okay. Uh, and total pay and everything, and and that's for this year, I think, because you know obviously Izzo got some good bonuses, um, getting up to the elite eight. But yeah, let's see. You've got, you know, Coach Beard is number twenty-eight at two point eight million, according to this. But that, I don't know if that's right or not. That's from um, sports. Uh, that's from USA Today. So it's got to be. It's got to be right. And I, I assume that's base salary because I, I, I believe he, he racked up something like six hundred thousand dollars in bonuses this year. Yeah, you're right. So he's, he's good he's, for him and good for the universe. Like, I'm, well I'm sure deserved. That, I'm sure they're happy to pay out those bonuses. Like, dude, you, you made us more than six hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, um, and then with that, that those um, admission. Uh, application stats that we were we saw coming out like they said most spring application like days in the application process we see they said between 40 and 70 applicants a day Mm -hmm. and like between the elite eight and final four they're up to like 150 a day so it's it's the kind of um student population explosion you saw in like the 2007 to 2010 range yeah, when the f- football team was doing as well as it was doing. Well, which is where you made your biggest jumps up to the the twenty twenty forty thousand, because um, it's been a, a pretty steady growth since then. But there were big jumps right when I started as a as a student. I I think in my mind you've got to get close to you've got to get him in the threes, possibly the high three and a halfs. Because let me let me tell you this: number twelve is Greg Marshall. Whose base salary is three point five million at Wichita State. Number eleven is the coach at Utah. He's making three point five seven two. Utah. Yeah, so you, you definitely need to be top what? ten. I, I would say, like, if you can get to four and just have them top three, like, I, I that that feels kind of excessive. 
because we, we, we look at like head to head success between Tom Izzo and Chris Beard. Um, but <laughs> we've got one, one to his like <laughs> 10, but so yeah, I, I, I would be, I'd probably be okay between if you landed somewhere in the three, five to three, eight range. Yeah. I kind of think if that's where you need like, to, like, like a million dollar bump. Yeah. Cause that would make him, and that would be just like we said, he would be, you know, Huggins is making three, eight right now. And, uh, Self is making three eight before bonuses, so they're that put Beard, like we said, in the top three or two in the Big Twelve, which is is important. But then also in the top ten conversation, definitely top fifteen. Uh, I just do you think about West Virginia paying Bob Huggins three point eight and like getting the results they're getting. Well, think about Utah playing Chris Chris Kowiak. Chris Kowiak. I don't even know how to say his name. Three point five seven two. Three million five hundred seventy-two thousand five hundred dollars to coach basketball. As a team, I haven't like heard of any Wichita State. I could kind of get because that's their cash cow. That's and what they've they, got. They've also been that mid-major, and they have been consistently. Player. Yeah, yeah, they're they've been like consistently. BCU under Shaka Smart. Did they make the final four year a uh, few years ago? I think so. And I mean, they've. You know, I don't want to sneeze at that too much, but it's just kind of. Um, odd that number 11 and 10 are or 11 and 12 are Utah and Wichita State um, Red Red Reset Man finished those. I know it's it's a week late but these were questions I wanted to ask last week I don't know if I could have answered these questions last week it was it was too raw uh, yeah I would not have wanted to talk about it Chris Beard's I, it was hard there we was appreciate t- you waiting <laughs> <laughs> there was a time when I was like I was thinking about it, I was like Holy crap! We were in the national championship game and we lost, and we shouldn't have lost. It was it was the first part of his question about the refs cutting down the nets. It was like, I don't want. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if anyone was ready. I don't even know if he probably wasn't quite ready to ask that one yet. We were all just still kind of I recovering. Ready. We needed a we need like a, a saline drip. We were dehydrated from. I was trying to come up with a really a really cool visual, and I I failed. I failed completely. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Apologies. I think that's all the questions, though. I think you nailed it. Yeah, I I don't think... Because I tagged all of our accounts, I to, I'm going to check my personal account real quick, make sure I didn't miss any that just came to me. Yeah, that's always the trick, is to tag all the accounts. Because if, if I tag multiple accounts, it opens up to all of those followers. Um, little gamification of of the Twitter here. Okay, I don't see anything else. So, thanks for for helping us fill a complete, almost hour and a half of questions in a mailbag edition, first time in over a year, probably. Michael, you have any um, parting shots or or music you want to send us out on? Uh, nothing in particular. Just. Finish up some sicko mode. Just over here chilling. Over here chilling. So, uh, for Michael, I am Spencer. Thanks again for joining us on this special mailbag edition of the 23 Personnel Podcast. We will catch you again next week, probably a little early because I'll be traveling. You may get a, an early edition. 
And so instead of hearing me on the road, you'll get us a day early. Um, thanks again for listening to 23 Personal Podcast. Shorty face, Tommy out the blue. Someone said, motherfucker, someone said. Don't play us the week, 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 week. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.